Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. You guys, welcome back to another episode of, you know what podcast you're listening to, but the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast. Mm -hmm. Today is an interesting and fun day because this is the first male guest that we've had on this podcast. So we are bringing on Dr. Peter Kozlowski, who is a functional medicine doctor. He uses a broad array of tools to find the source of the body's dysfunction. He takes the time to listen to his patients and plots their history on a timeline, considering what makes them unique and co-creating with them a truly individualized care plan. Do you understand why I let him on the podcast now? Because this sounds amazing, right? Currently, he works with patients online and in person via his Chicago, Illinois, and Bozeman, Montana-based offices. Montana's amazing, but also probably freezing cold. Dr. Kozlowski did his residency in family practice, but he started training in functional medicine as an intern. He trained with clinics, trained in clinics with leaders in his field, including Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Deepak Chopra, and Dr. Susan Blum. And if it sounds like I just read that off a piece of paper, I did, because there's no way I'd remember all of those names off the top of my head, and we all know how well Leah does at pronouncing things. So, anyways, I really enjoyed this interview bringing together the western and the eastern side of medicine because he has experience in both sides of the field and just hearing him share that experience and what made him switch over and really just diving into why mental and emotional support is so important when it comes to healing like you can't take all the supplements without also supporting the emotional side so you guys are gonna love this definitely let me know your thoughts if you found this helpful please please share it with a friend also fair warning the audio in this is a little jumpy i don't know what was going on i don't know if it's zoom connection or whatever but the information is still amazing, so I hope that you can just bless and release the ticks and the audio, and I'm going to just apologize in advance. All right, ladies, so I have a special guest for you. This is Dr. Kozlowski, and he is hailing in from Montana, so should be cold, but it's probably warmer than I am right now, but I would love for you to just share a little bit about yourself and what got you started in the health field. Yeah. So I am, I was trained as a family practice doctor. So I went through traditional medical school, uh, did my family practice residency. And then, uh, during that I found functional medicine. And so now, uh, that was 10 years ago. I've been in functional medicine for 10 years. Um, so the, what I do, what's different now as a functional medicine doctor than a family practice doctor is help people figure out why they're sick. Um, I was taught to listen to symptoms and prescribe pills to feel better. I was then retaught 
in through functional medicine to listen to people and try to figure out why they're sick. Um, so that that's kind of what I do um, to keep things really simple. There's five main areas we look in functional medicine for the underlying cause of disease. They are food, gut health, hormone imbalances, toxins, and mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And out of those five, the most important one to me is mental, emotional, and spiritual. Um, that yeah. I, I just wrote a book uh, called Unfunk Your Gut. And the big secret that I reveal in the book is that the key to your gut health is the mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of become my passion. Oh, I'm just going to pause one second so we can nerd out about the fact that you were trained as like a typical doctor. That's just, you know, you have this issue, like, let me prescribe a pharmaceutical for you because, um, you now get the best of both worlds. You know, you get, you get to see both sides. And I think that when people truly can heal is when they, they can combine those two, you know, because sometimes you do need, you need Eastern and Western medicine. Um, but I think a lot of times people they're, they go to their doctor and they're like, Hey, this is what's going on. And they get frustrated. That's, you know, the women I see because the doctors are like, well, here's birth control. Like, I don't know what else to do. And they're like, well, I don't want to go on birth control. So I love now that you are, you're seeing both sides and truly able to help people in that way. So, okay. So uh, what, th there's a lot of people in my field, um, in the alternative medicine world that just really talk poorly about traditional medicine. Um, you know, and it's like, it's all bad and it, it's no. definitely not. And our, and my own personal story with my wife is we had been having some infertility issues and I did every functional medicine test I could on her. And we found a mold issue, but I think the mold issue started before the original issue. So we were detoxing her and I was just like, you literally look perfect. And she had this seven years of chronic pelvic pain and had been to 10 OBGYNs and gastroenterologists and then me, and everybody said she was normal. And when we saw a fertility doctor, she's like almost half the women that come through my doors have endometriosis. And, um, you know, she had, my, my wife had had ultrasound. She, to me, I was like, I, I had checked her hormone balance. Everything looked good. I was like, I really don't think you do. But the, the doctor did a tubal study and found uh, really inflamed tubes. And my wife just had them removed a couple of weeks ago. Um, and in that also found endometriosis all over her pelvis. Um, so she's, you know, she's a very traditional doctor, but that, that to me kind of exemplifies what, where you need both and you do. They, they can do amazing things. I, I couldn't heal my wife's fallopian tubes and they, you know, unfortunately the damage was done. Um, so both are really important. Um, I just like yes. to make that point because it, you know, we, a lot of times we talk really badly about regular medicine and, and it's, there's definitely some good in it. No, I agree. And preaching to the choir here. I think, I think the frustration is people get burned too many times, you know, like a lot of people give up after they've gone to 10 doctors, they're just like, why am I doing this? But there are 
there are a lot of doctors out there that are starting to combine, like they have both like you. And also you just have to find one that listens to you and is like open to trying things with you because, um, you know, sometimes they have to learn along with you, you know, endometriosis, PCOS are still like massively growing fields when it comes to studies. So, um, as long as they're willing to work along with you there, there are things that natural medicine holistic, like you need, you need the other side. (laughs) So when you can combine them, um, I think you have a really beautiful picture there. So is that what got you started into the functional world was your wife? No. Um, uh, recovery from alcohol, um, is is how, how I got into functional medicine. Let's go Um, down that road. (laughs) I tried to stop drinking when I, uh, got into residency. Um, and I couldn't, and I wasn't like a, I wasn't like a daily. I needed a drink every day. It was just like on the weekends. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what to do with my life without, uh, alcohol on the weekends. So I, I went to a treatment program, um, and took six weeks off of residency and the treatment program was all about underlying causes. It had nothing to do with alcohol. It was all about why. And my deal was I grew up really insecure. I, I'm a first generation American. My parents are from Poland and I just never felt good enough. And even though I was successful, everything I did and, and it, uh, I just never felt good enough. Um, and that alcohol got rid of all my insecurities. So when I went back to residency, I had a doctor, um, as a resident, you're trained by different doctors, whether it's every day, every week, um, every month, there's somebody different that's influencing you. And I worked with this doctor, his name's Dr. Batra, who started every patient that was hospitalized on a multivitamin and vitamin B. And as the interns, we would have to write those orders. And we always made fun of him. We were like, why is he wasting our time and having us write supplements for people when we could be prescribing meds. And so after my own treatment, I kind of just asked him, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you different? And he said, I'm studying functional medicine. And he took me to the IFM website and he's like, it's all about the underlying cause, figuring out why people are sick. And for me, that had just worked in my own life. Um, and so it, it sounded interesting and they, kind of require you and pay for you to do medical education uh, during residency. So I went to the first functional medicine conference and within the first hour, I knew that I could never look at medicine the same. Um, I thought it was all full of crap and it was all taught from like an anatomy, a physiology, a biochemistry level, like all of it was like made sense. Um, So and then everybody I met at the conferences there, I mean, I was the youngest one there. I was still an intern. Um, and there was doctors with 30, 40 years of experience in all types of different fields, like surgeons and neurologists and all these things. And I was just like, what are you guys doing here? And it, they're like, this is the future of medicine. Um, and if you're just starting, like, this is what you should do. So mm-hmm. that that's what I did. Dang. Along- Along the way, um, like what you were saying, like when I, I went straight out of residency into um, my own practice and most people don't do that from any route. Usually like you go right. and work with someone and you learn and I just kind of start on my own. 
And I learned a lot from my patients. I mean, I, I knew a lot more, even though I was fin finished my certification, I had a lot more experience with traditional medicine. And my patients had 30, 40, 50 years of experience in natural medicine. So I was constantly learning new ideas from them. Um, and between that and just studying and, and uh, paying attention, I kind of figured it out. Yeah. Ever learning. So talk to me a little bit about the mind body connection when it comes to disease and it comes to finally healing. Like where does that, where does it start? How's it come in? So yeah, the, the, to me, this is the most important part of health. And I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of glossed over. Um, and it doesn't make anybody money, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that's big, big reason. Right. Yeah. Um, so people come to me to figure out why they're sick. Right. And I, I mentioned the five areas, food, gut, hormones, toxins, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. Um, the, as a, per, as a perfectionist, I always think about the patients that don't get better. Right. And, uh, I have all these success stories and all these amazing stories, but those people don't really ever cross my mind. It's like the person that will email me and say, they're not doing well. So for me, I'm always trying to figure out why. And I mean, it was pretty evident from if I, if you pay attention in functional medicine training at the core of functional medicine, they use this thing called the matrix, which kind of looks at all your different areas of health. And in the middle of it is mental, emotional, spiritual health. And, but we get so excited thinking about diet, thinking about SIBO or candida or estrogen dominance or lead toxicity, that it's very easy to forget the, the most important piece. And for me, I was always aware of it because, you know, I was in treatment telling all my therapists to like F off and I was fine. And, and you know, I wasn't, and they helped me figure that out. And so I knew a lot about denial. Um, and so the reason, so people mo mostly come to me for gut health, testing your microbiome, treating SIBO, treating candida, treating dysbiosis, low stomach acid, all these things as an underlying cause of disease. The reason that we start with the gut is because the gut is the gateway into the body. The gut is a tube that starts with the mouth and ends with the anus. And the inside of your gut is actually considered outside of your body. If you swallow something and poop it out, it's never been in your body. So the gut to me, I mean, people are familiar with digestion and absorption. Um, but the most important job I think of the gut is protection. It decides what comes in and what stays out. So that I think is an important thing for people that haven't thought about the gut that way is like, why, right? Why did Hippocrates say 3000 years ago, all disease begins in the gut? Um, th I think that's why is because it's, it's the barrier and it works like mm -hmm. the skin, but the difference is, is like the skin is three, three different layers of tissues made of a ton of cells. Whereas the gut is a single layer of cells. And what's happened in the last 30, 40 years um, is we've made our environment a lot more toxic, right? We've uh, changed our food supply. We've changed what we put on our food. We change how many meds we take. We, we change the amount of like mold and heavy metals and, and glyphosate and organophosphates and um, 
EMFs and all these things. And so this, this, we're hitting this, there's this flood of things hitting us every day. And the best way for those toxins to get into our body is through the gut. And once Mm -hmm. they get through the gut and into the blood, now they're in the body and they can go anywhere. So that's why I could take a hundred patients with a lead toxicity and they all have different symptoms because inflammation got into the body and then it's free to circulate. Yeah. Which is why it's so important to not chase the symptoms because you're just going to, you're going to keep chasing your tail forever and ever. (laughs) Um, so, so the answer to your question, cause I didn't get there is yeah, go ahead. Um, the gut is lined with the nervous system called the enteric nervous system. There is more neurons in your gut nervous system than there are in your brain. It is connected to your brain by the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is your 10th cranial nerve and it runs from your brain to your gut and heart and lungs. And I would picture it as just basically like a highway that's carrying signals in both directions. And so the brain affects the gut and the gut affects the brain. The vagus nerve runs on your autonomic nervous system, which is your automatic nervous system. So this nervous system's firing without you thinking about it. It is divided into sympathetic and parasympathetic response. Sympathetic is fight or flight. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. The analogy I really like to use is that now that I live in Montana, Let's say you're out hiking in the mountains and you see a grizzly bear, sympathetic nervous system is activated that blood and energy go to your brain and muscles. So you figure out how to survive. If you do survive and you're sitting by the campfire at the end of the night and having a meal, you're now in parasympathetic. The energy is going to your gut to break down um, what you're eating. So both responses is same thing. Like not all sympathetic is good. Not all parasympathetic is good. We need both to work in balance. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem with people's guts nowadays is um, we are living as if we're running from a bear 24 seven. We wake up and the first thing we do is check our phone, social media, breaking news, work emails and calls. And right, we're telling our gut right from the beginning of the day, like, hey, we don't need you today. Like today's a survival day. And then all day long, we're reaffirming that signal, like, and the gut gets confused because like, well, there's food coming in here. I need to break this down. And the mind's telling them, no, like now is not the right time. And so when you're living in that fight or flight response, you don't digest your food, your gut gets super leaky, and then your microbiome changes and all the gut bacteria go wrong. So that, that's been my experience that that's the biggest roadblock in people healing is, you know, just wanting to find the right diet or find the right hormone balance or find the right supplement. It, it doesn't work that way. No, especially if you're like trying to take all the supplements and eat all the food, but you're still like running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I mean, you're not even absorbing your supplements. You're just having extremely expensive poop at that point. Um, Just a quick break to remind you that if you are not already seed cycling with us, you should be seed cycling with us. The benefits of seed cycling are amazing. They contain so many nutrients that are necessary for hormonal balance, including zinc, manganese, vitamin E, all of the good things, amazing for egg quality. And while seed cycling is not the end picture, like that's not 
all that you'll have to do to maybe achieve the things that you're looking for in your health, you guys, it is the easiest thing that you can do. So one tablespoon of pumpkin and one tablespoon of flax seeds from your period to ovulation, and then switch to sesame and sunflower. So that is one tablespoon of each of those seeds every single day. You want to be buying whole organic and then grind them before you eat them. The reason why you don't want to buy ground is that they go rancid within a couple weeks. So unless you know where your seeds are coming from, how long they were sitting on the shelf, they're probably rancid by the time you get them. Okay. So start seed cycling with us. And as always, if you want to make this even simpler for yourself, that is where Funkit Wellness Seeds can literally change your life. They are organic. They are certified B Corp. All of their seeds are like they get them from the best places and you can get them shipped to your door so it literally doesn't get any simpler than that and it's a subscription so literally happy hormone subscription box i can sign up for that yes yes please so you can get yours shipped to your door right now they're only in the u.s so if you are outside of the u.s i apologize but if you are inside of the u.s take advantage of the flash sale that they have going on. You can use code Leah, L-E-A-H 20 to save 20% off of your order. And you even save already on your subscription. So I love seed cycling, but I will say that sometimes it can get hard to stick to because it's hard to find quality seeds. And sometimes I forget to grind them and then I don't get my seeds in for the day. So Funkit Wellness makes it super simple. Literally, they're shipped right to my door. They grind them right before they ship them, so I know that they're not rancid. They have certified B Corp companies that they get their seeds from, so they're super high quality. They're organic, so yeah. I'm much more consistent with my seed cycling now, thanks to Funkit Wellness. So how do you get them to slow down? Like, what are your tips? Yeah, um... It's it. The, this is the most difficult part is like, this is not my expertise. I have my own journey and story of, of my experience with dealing with it. But the most important thing is that different things work for different people. So a baseline recommendation, I've recommended every patient I've ever met to work with the therapist while they're working with me. Um, my patients that are follow through with that, which is maybe like 15% are doing amazing. Um, I had a woman yesterday that I was working with, who's we've been working with for only a year. And she's like, we did a follow-up and she's like, I'm doing so great. Everything's good. And then at the end, she's like, by the way, like I've really focused on my mental health and it, I've just seen such a change. And we've also detoxed her from heavy metals, but still that piece. And, and then today I had someone that I've known for worked with for six years that was cussing me out and telling me to F off because I told her that she should see a therapist. Um, and she, you know, she's not doing well and she's been with me for six years, but she never really followed through on what I told her. Um, so it therapy, um, I do a gratitude list every day with my wife, three things we're grateful for. Um, exercise is a big one for me. Um, if I don't exercise for a few days, uh, my mental health starts to fall apart. Um, I use prayer, um, meditation, mm -hmm um, is a big one. And, uh, just having like a social network or people of people that are also like open to admitting that they have mental, emotional, spiritual issues. 
So that, that's what works for me. <clears throat> that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's difficult because like, I might love my therapist, but they might be terrible for you. Um, yeah. you know, I like guided meditation. Somebody might like something different, um, different types of exercise. Some people have enough pain where they can't exercise. So it's like, for me, I just try to help people create awareness around it. And when I see them shift from, uh, denial to acceptance, which is something I had to do in my own journey, um, it, I can see things change. And and then once you Mm -hmm. can like accept that, Hey, this is connected to my health, then you can start figuring out what's the right way to deal with it for you. Yeah. I think so whenever I run like hair mineral analysis and you always, whenever you pull up that calcium shell, which always has to do with, um, trauma or some sort of way of your body protecting. I see that more and more and more these days, whenever I've run that on clients and, you know, we talk about, you know, like what's, you know, what's happened in your life, you know, how can we, because as we get that calcium shell broken and you're going to have emotions that are going to start coming up because we want your body to come back to this state where it can deal with it. And so many of them are like, well, nobody's died in my family. Like nothing traumatic's happened. Like, I don't know why that would be. And we dismiss so much of what is maybe a trauma for us, but it, it's not trauma with a capital T and we ignore it, but it's still there. The best definition I learned of trauma over the years, because I, I had therapists tell me I had trauma and I was like, you know, no chance, like, no, my life was great. Um, and the best, so the, the definition I, I really like of trauma is trauma is anything less than nurturing. And most yeah. people think of like violence or war or things like that, mm-hmm. but it, like a classic story is a five-year-old coming home from school, wanting to show their parents their homework, but their parents are busy and not paying attention that can create trauma. Cause it's like, I'm not good enough. And then how do I draw attention to myself? Oh, I'm, well, I'm in pain. I have stomach issues or this is bothering me. And that just something so subtle like that, that you wouldn't really think of, or I wouldn't think about, um, can completely shut down the gut. And then mm-hmm. you're, you're going through and you're fine. And, and, um, but then college and something happens there or after or marriage or divorce or kids. And eventually that, you know, what started as something very subtle can, flow over into autoimmune disease or, um, something else. So it, yeah, I really like that definition of it. Um, and I, I totally relate to it is, um, just being like, no way I don't have trauma and it's, you know, I created my own trauma, but it doesn't matter. Like my body still saw it as trauma. Yeah. Just like, you know, our day-to-day life we're our body thinks we're getting chased by a bear, even though we're not, you know, we're just going to work, but work is stressful or whatever it is. And I think, um, like you said, nobody talks about it. It's, it doesn't make anybody money. I mean, therapists, I guess, make money if you go to them, but like nobody makes money. You even refer out to the therapist. It doesn't make you any money. Um, and so I know people, they need to talk about it more, but I see why it's, it is not, but, um, that's something free that everybody could start today is just spreading awareness or 
getting awareness in your own life about how are you managing your stress? Do you have an outlet? Which is important. Dang. Okay. So um, you obviously wrote a book about this. So talk to me a little bit about your book. Um, What, you know, like puts you over the edge of why you had to write this and put this out for the world. Um, It was, well, it was a life goal. Um, when I started my career, I was like, I want to write a book one day. And, uh, I, what pushed me over the edge, um, is having enough experience, um, with helping people heal that I finally felt like I had something to say, uh, that could be helpful to people. And most of my job is kind of dealing with, the environment, dealing with what we're exposed to, um, and dealing with like the side effects of traditional medicine. Um, and so within that also there's every practitioner, I feel like practices functional medicine differently. And Mm -hmm. I think there's different ways to heal. I don't think my way is the only way. Um, I've had a lot of success with a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. And so there's certain things like I wrote a whole chapter on SIBO. I think, um, SIBO is, is the most common gut condition I treat. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of bad information out there. Um, it, it's really, um, there's just a lot of confusing information and actually chapter one of my book is basically why you should stay off the internet. And I kind (laughs) of make, fun of the internet. And I kind of go through Dr. Google. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I, I go through like what happened when I Googled abdominal pain and like mm-hmm. the hundred different diagnoses that I could convince myself of. Um, and so the, that's, I mean, it, it's pretty funny. I think I've seen people kind of laugh out loud when they're reading it, but I mean, the, you know, the, the amount of information that's out there is also very sympathetic response activating because you'll have one friend who's like a raw vegan and you'll have another friend who's keto. And now, you know, somebody that's carnivore and they're all swearing like, this is the only way this is like, this is the answer everybody's been looking for. And then you try and you're like, well, this isn't working for me. Like what's wrong with me. And and then you search more and then somebody's like, well, you have this or that. And it just, it, it destroys people. Um, at the same time, functional medicine wouldn't exist without the internet. So I'm very grateful for it because people can go online and be like, okay, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. What are my options here? And they'll come across Mm -hmm. functional medicine. It just goes kind of too extreme in a lot of people. And yeah. And I think, um, I always talk about Dr. Google, um, because, you know, that's where I started like way back in the day was like going on Dr. Google. And I just had someone <laughs> reach out to me the other day. Cause she has really heavy bleeding. And she's like, I went on Google and like all of a sudden, like I was going to have to get a hysterectomy. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> but that's what going down that rabbit hole does because you have no guidelines and no boundaries. Then you're just following like blog to the next blog to the next. And, um, but I also agree, you know, that's how people stumble upon some sort of information that can guide them to the person to talk to. So I don't know. I, my, my piece of advice that I give people is to find a practitioner you trust. Yes. After you do that, every time you want to get on the Dr. Google, 
try meditating instead and, and see what happens. Um, no, it's true. Be- yeah. And like you said, practitioners all practice different ways as well. So you have to truly find someone that aligns with you, but right. you know, maybe also pushes you a little bit because you got to get a little bit out of that comfort zone. Um, but I love that you, I love that you talk about that. Um, the mindset part because well, a it's free. Everybody can start doing it, yeah. but you can take all of the supplements and you can follow the diet and you can spend thousands of dollars, but unless you deal with the crap going on in your life and actually acknowledge the fact that you can heal, like get out of your victim that the world is coming to hurt you. So I think that's amazing. So tell me um, how people can find you, how people can get your book. Give me give me all the juicy details. So it's unfunk your gut and it's funk with a C. Um, at my practice, we had a saying that we put the funk in functional medicine. So that's where unfunk your gut came from. Uh, it's, it's on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, Perfect. your local bookstore won't have it in stock, but they can order it if you prefer to support local business. Um, my website is doc-cause.com, D-O-C-K-O-Z.com. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook, uh, doc underscore cause. Um, and yeah, so those are ways, like if somebody wants to work with me or has questions, uh, my assistant's phone number is on my website. Her name's Jasmine. She's amazing. Um, you can talk to her or you can email us. Um, and to me, functional med, like I think our greatest job as practitioners is education. And so initial visit with me was always education solely. Um, and that's what I, everything that's in my book, um, is just like how to like understand, um, your health and feedback I've gotten is from people that like have not come to see me, but saw another functional medicine person. They're like, I just felt a lot more prepared for my, my visit. Like I explain mm-hmm. all the different testing and things like that. So, um, yeah, so that those are the best ways to, if someone wants to learn more about me. Perfect. And I'll put all those in the show notes. When I was reading your bio, that was like the thing that popped out to me, um, that you listen to people <laughs> because so many times, um, and I'm sure you hear this, people come with like this folder of tests that they've had run. And they're like, I've had all these tests run. Like, I have no idea what they mean. I don't even know like what I had tested. And it's like, we want to inspire the people that we work with to take their health into their own hands and go on to not need us anymore. You know, functional medicine is the worst business model. It's spend money up front, but then people don't come back to me versus traditional medicine is get you sick at a very young age, keep you sick and keep you alive as long as possible. Yeah. I love, I, yeah. So perfect. I have to let you in on an inside joke because this is cracking me up that your book is on funk your gut because there is an affiliate for this podcast, a dietitian who created seed cycling organic for um, women and their brand is funk it wellness. And I'm just like, why do I keep attracting these names (laughs) over here? (laughs) Yeah. That's um, awesome. so yeah, we're very familiar with that. Well, <laughs> nice. I really 
appreciate you coming on and taking the time to share. And I know that everybody is really going to thoroughly enjoy reading your book. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.